It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, uh, we are in Mark chapter number 9, and I want to look at verses 33 through verse 37. Now, the passage that we're looking at today can be found really over in uh, Matthew chapter 18 and also in Luke chapter number 9. And I find it helpful that when I am reading a passage in the Gospels, that I read it in the other Gospels as well. So I kind of get a full and balanced perspective on what was going on. You can download a chart that would be like a synopsis of the Gospels or a chronology of the Gospels and it'll show you where they work together, and so I love doing that. But here in Mark chapter 9, if you divide Mark up into sections, chapter 1 verses 1 through 13, uh, we'd call that the wilderness, and then in chapter 1, 14 through about the middle of chapter 8, we have Jesus's public ministry, but then in chapter 8 around verse 27 till about chapter 10, the end of chapter 10, We have Jesus on the way and in the way, and this is where Jesus begins teaching about his death and his burial and his resurrection. And then that final section, chapter 11 on, is where you see Jesus going to Jerusalem and really the events surrounding his last days. So we're here in Mark chapter 9 in verse 33, and it says, And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that you disputed among yourselves by the way? But they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. And he sat down, and he called the twelve, and he said to them, If any man desires to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever shall receive one such child or one of such children in my name receives me. And whoever shall receive me receives not me, but him that sent me. We're talking today about greatness in God's eyes. And Jesus mentions a dispute. Now, the dispute is more fully fleshed out over in Luke chapter number 9. His disciples were arguing about who would be the greatest. So they're arguing over position. You see that in verse 34. They saw Jesus as the Messiah, the promised one that had come. And in their eyes at this point, they're still viewing him as probably the mighty deliverer who would come to throw off the bondage of Roman rule and restore Israel as a nation to its former greatness. Right before this, Jesus started revealing to them about his death and his burial and his resurrection. But we're told earlier in Matthew chapter 8 that they didn't understand, but they were afraid to ask him. I thought that was instructive. Could really take some time on that. But they're arguing about this idea of greatness. So if Jesus is going to be the king of Israel and he's going to set up this kingdom, man, what were going to be their positions? Who's going to be second in command? Who's going to be ambassador? Who's going to be governor over Judea? So you have this sense that because Jesus has called them to follow him, that they're seeing some kind of really earthly reward out of this and not capturing the eternal perspective of it. But then in verse 35, Jesus really reveals to them his desire for greatness. And his desire for greatness in them was not how much they could rule over, 
but really how much they could serve. Look at verse 35. It says, He sat down and he called the twelve and he said to them, If any man desires to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. Man, how counterintuitive is that? How counterculture is that? Man, Jesus just flips the world's view of things upside down continuously. You want to be the greatest? Be the least. You want to be the greatest? Then be great by serving. You see, Jesus' view of greatness was modeled best by him. And I think it was absolutely the best picture of greatness as God sees it being modeled is Jesus Christ on the cross. You have God the Son, the Eternal One, not um, coming down here with an iron fist, but coming down here and dying for the sins of the world. You see, in Jesus' example, that's where we truly see greatness. And all of us that know Christ, man, we love the idea of Jesus being on the cross uh, in the sense that he died for us. We love what he did for us. We, we're humbled by that act of, of sacrifice and humility, but we tend to disconnect it from our everyday lives. And Jesus, as you're reading the Gospels, he is constantly reconnecting sacrifice to the practicalities of our everyday life. So think of greatness in your life. Greatness in your family. What is one of the biggest real struggles in marriage? Who's going to be the greatest, right? Who's going to get their way? Why do children rebel against parents? Because they want to be the greatest. Why do parents uh, dominate children in an unhealthy way? Because they want to show that they're the greatest. Man, people go to work and they want to outdo the people around them. They want to be the greatest. Um, if we're not careful, we can somehow see or feel like we have something coming to us and we're deserving of this position. But man, Jesus just flips the table upside down and he says to them and to us, if you want to be great, be the least, be the last, be the servant of all. And so his desire for us and them, it's gospel servanthood. And then we see the example. So in verse 36, he brings a child. So they're arguing over greatness. Uh, a child in their culture would definitely have been the least of these, right? Children weren't respected very much. So he brings this child and he sets this child down and he takes him up and he puts him in his arms and Jesus starts valuing this child that is somewhat counterculture to what would have been going on there. And then he says this, whoever will receive one of these children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me doesn't just receive me, but you're receiving the Father. You're receiving the one who sent me. So the example Jesus gives them of this greatness, and I think this is the key to the whole thing. I think what he's really saying to us is this, treat the least the way you would treat the Lord. How can we truly be great today? Let's say this day. You want to be great in God's eyes today? Man, this isn't theoretical. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to regret your past. Right now, from the moment this devotion ends, you want to be great, treat the least the way you would treat the Lord. And man, that's what it really comes down to. So the real key to leading others is to ask yourself this question. How would I treat Jesus? How would I treat Jesus? Over in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 25, um, verse 34, listen to this. It says, Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now get this, start in verse 35. He said, I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. 
I was in prison and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and took you in, or naked and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? So Jesus is commending them for all these things they did for him. And they're like, when did we ever do all this for you? And I love this, verse 40. The king shall answer and say to them, Verily I say to you, Inasmuch as you've done it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. You see the connection there to what Jesus is saying here? He takes this child and he says, if you'll receive this child, in other words, if you'll receive and treat the very least well, then man, you're receiving me. And you're not just receiving me, you're receiving my father. And so when we treat the least the way we treat the Lord, man, we are living with an absolute greatness. Some other passages, Proverbs 14, 31, he that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he that honors him has mercy on the poor. God says you oppress the poor, you're repressing him. But when you honor God, you take care of the poor, the least of these. How about 1 John 3, 16? Hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 1 John 4, 11, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So this theme is over and over again. So they're arguing about who's going to be the greatness, the greatest. They're being very, very worldly about it, very earthly about it, very limited. And Jesus shows them his desire of greatness. It's the desire of, of a gospel servanthood. And it's just simply treating the least the way we would treat the Lord. So the word for the day is this. Treat the first person you see today the way you would treat Jesus. In that moment, you will be the greatest person you could possibly be. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.